How do you like that? Humans. Didn't much care for that fair hill person either. Oh, don't you worry. That human will get what's coming to him. What do you mean? Did you see his spacecraft? Well, just a glimpse while it was landing. <laughs> kind of flimsy, didn't you think? Well, impressed me as sporty. Flimsy. I'd guess there's not much shielding. So? A nuclear-powered craft without the proper shielding is going to emit numerous subatomic particles when in flight, especially at takeoff. Uh-huh. Well, such emissions could easily be gathered and assimilated by a reasonably sentient mineral who could thus, in seconds, uh-huh. add enough bulk to enable a full-scale... Well, there's another case of them this time, uh, not in South Carolina, Iowa, or Arizona. This this Tea Party wingnut is in the House of Representatives, or he's running for the House of Representatives in North Carolina. North okay? Carolina. Yeah. Okay. He's That's a candidate a, in Raleigh. Now, you say Raleigh, it's a big town. People like, no, they're, they're, they're living on the moon. Mm-hmm. All right. He has his own theory about what went wrong in the Deepwater Horizons rig on April 20th. And you better listen up. Because you've, you've, been, you've been just swallowing this, the mainstream media. He's calling for an investigation of his theory. But it might be hard for him to get a proper one unless the FBI can make Mulder or Scully available, says Uh-oh. Talking Points Memo. You see, according to Bill Randall, candidate for the Republican nomination in North Carolina's 13th di- district, wherever that is, it's unlucky. What happened in the Gulf involves a conspiracy between BP and the highest levels of the federal government. Oh. Personally, and this is purely speculative on my part. This is a guy running for for the for the you know government in North Carolina, and he's not talking about health care or roads or or clean needles or anything at all. He's talking about. It's, it's, I mean, purely speculative. Here, he's got but, himself a conspiracy yeah. theory that he thinks he's going to ride. It's speculative right to on the my part, house. and not okay. based on fact. But that no, won't no, stop no, him. no. That's like that's. No, but personally, not. I feel there's a possibility that there was some sort of collusion. He told reporters, uh, "I don't know how or why." So nobody doesn't know how or why. Uh, but in that situation, if you have someone from a company violating a safety process. And the government signing off on it. Excuse me. Maybe they wanted it to leak. Uh, why? Uh, so BP could be bankrupt, maybe? Or so that uh, Obama could Christ-like take on more pain and suffering and, and the ecosystem of the entire Gulf be uh, snuffed out? They must. They had a good reason. You know? Well, I don't think this guy is going to get elected, and he's going to go back to being an exterminator or whatever you know obscure job he had. Exterminator's before. apprentice. Exter- the exterminator's apprentice. That's what it says. Oh, they they repeat. They you know they double and triple. I remember Mickey Mouse. Well, since we're on the subject of BP, 
and uh, and they're going broke, which you mentioned. Yeah. You know who the biggest stockholders are? In, in BP, no, yeah. but you're going to tell me. I'm not, because these are the most obscure stockholders in the world. Now, who are the ones behind BP, the corporation that <laughs> okay. cares, the greenwashers? Well, you know, there's the Wisconsin and the and, and in Canada. They get their pensions uh, there. I think uh, Norway or, you know, there's, there's pension funds invested. Of course, pension funds are a huge the, percentage of the capital but, out there. But the biggest shareholder, which is only 59 percent is that's a lot uh, yeah it's it's a trillion shares um, uh, it's a thousand million shares that's a billion it's a billion one hundred and thirteen million shares of bp are owned by blackrock blackrock yep and another 75 million are owned by the legal and general group and 393 million shares are owned by Barclays Global Investors Limited, which is owned by BlackRock. Oh, BlackRock, isn't that just a word for oil before it's crushed and pressurized and used to kill mussels and clams and pelicans? Whatever it is, there's nobody there you can blame. Okay, the People's Republic of China owns 206 million shares. Blame it on the BlackRock. <laughs> And the government of Singapore is right down there with 200 million shares. Because um, they care. Of course they do. They want a share of, of BP. So all you folks out there in the with your investment portfolios with Barclays and the Norgis Bank and the Kuwait <laughs> Investment Authority and M&G Investment Managers and Standard Life Investments and good luck with your future endeavors. Recently, Obama issued a statement marking the 47th anniversary of the Equal Pay Act. That's the federal legislation that uh, sought to end gender-related wage discrimination. He noted that ongoing wage inequalities, uh, they go, they're still going, and women continue to earn 77 cents for every dollar earned by men, except for Meg Whitman, who, by the way, is going to put $150 million into her own campaign to become governor of California. So the glass ceiling is not her problem. Her problem is She's running against Jerry Brown, and he's going to whoop her butt. Unfortunately, Obama in this message failed to mention the recent judgment against Swiss pharmaceutical company Novartis, one so enormous that it could do more to resolve the persistent wage gap than any government measure. This comes out of Newsweek, by the way. The Novartis verdict issued just last month was record-breaking by by many measures. The jury ruled that the company, which for more than a decade has been listed among the top 100 companies to work for by Working Mother, had discriminated against its female employees in pay and promotions for at least five years, from 2002 through 2007. During the trial, Novartis employees testified about a boss who refused to hire women because he said, first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes flex time and a baby carriage. He should have rhymed it. Well, he's Swiss. Maybe it rhymes in Swiss. Then there's the manager who invited his female colleagues to sit on his lap and show them pornographic pictures. That's just bonding with his employees. Let's get close. And, of course, there's the company trainers who routinely told female employees not to get pregnant, certainly not by him or her. The 12 women who testified were awarded $3.3 million in compensatory damages, while Novartis was held liable for an additional $250 million in punitive damages. Nearly 5,600 other female employees can now file for individual damages that could amount to upward of $200 million in damages. It was far and away the largest penalty ever associated with a gender discrimination lawsuit, and many were quick to deem it precedent-setting. Within the next year, the Novartis case will be followed by a potential larger complaint against 
Walmart. Ah, the great Walmart of China. That case has been tied up in court since 2001. I think they probably hired every lawyer in the United States. But in April, a federal appeals court, a few judges they couldn't get to, ruled it could proceed as a class action. Walmart has said it will appeal that decision. If it does go to trial, it stands to be the largest civil rights class action suit in history. All good things may have to come to an end, Dave. I mean, that may be part of the laws of thermodynamics. That entropy just can't be resisted, but not without a tang poem. And since we've just left spring behind, let's do our last spring tang. Very good. This is by Lee Shang Lin, and it's called Spring Rain. And considering the spring we've had here, it's a pretty good idea. Spring Rain. Moping in bed in a white coat while spring goes on outside. The white gate is desolate, and we seldom get what we want. I can barely make out the red chamber through this cold rain. The beaded lamp sways slightly as I come home alone. Faraway roads are sad in this spring twilight. Waking near morning, confused by my own dreams. I'd like to send you this letter and these jade earrings. One wild goose is flying across a thousand miles of cloud. Well, maybe you can't always get what you want, but I hope Oz is what you want, and you'll be with us tomorrow because you want some more. The Oz Team. Peter Bergman, same one, your host. David Osmond. Say Louis, your co-host. Louis. John Cummings, who put us together with the ones and zeros at the get-go. Phil Fountain, the chief designer at the Oz Design Group. Mm, what class. Tom Gedwillow, he keeps the web going because he's our webmaster. Chaz Glass tells it like it is and puts it on a spreadsheet. Dave Maloney does all the recording. He's such a smart guy. Bill McIntyre is our producer and knows more about things that I don't know about than I could possibly know. And then there's Scott Wilde, who is our social media guru and also the man that's building our new website. Love them all. See you tomorrow. <laughs>